Welcome to the Flourish Podcast. Thank you for joining us for this episode as we learn, grow, and flourish together as a community of women. Hello, this is Penny. Thank you so much for joining me today for our Flourish Podcast. It's kind of interesting, and I was not planning to do this, but I just finished a three-part series regarding facing our frailties, because I think that's such an important issue for us as Christians and certainly as Christian leaders. Shortly after I finished that, I just ended up watching, it was on someone's recommendation, several documentaries. One was about the Hillsong Church and Ministry, and the other one was about the Duggars and ultimately the Bill Gothard Ministry. Now, I am not one at all to be critical of ministries or even to look for opportunities to have any kind of intense judgments about someone's ministry. And I'm not, I'm not looking to do that today as well. I'm just not big on looking for people's failures. But it did become painfully obvious to me after watching these series how important it is to deal with the weaknesses in our lives. For years and years, Hillsong Ministry had some very concerning and fundamental weaknesses and sin in their midst. For whatever reason, they overlooked it and they even concealed it. Um, I don't know if there was a conspiracy amongst the leadership or I don't know how that happened. I don't know how you choose to just kind of mm, cover that up and not make an issue of it. But ultimately, so many people were hurt when it came into the open. And I mean, they were being hurt in the process because the DNA was problematic. And even when these things were not known to the public, some people lost all their willingness to trust church life, to trust church leaders, to even want to be a part of a church anymore. Sin will become apparent sooner or later in our lives, and that's why it's critical that we judge our own selves. Now, I don't mean going around condemning yourself all the time, but I mean being circumspect to look into the mirror of the Word of God and to examine your own works and your own life and your own behaviors and your own attitudes and mindsets. And I don't want to beat a dead horse by doing an additional podcast on this whole topic. But I'll tell you what, after watching those documentaries, I just feel so incredibly sober-minded about these major ministries who were having such an impact and touching millions of lives, literally millions of lives, but they refused to face the frailties in their personal lives and in their ministries to the point that those ministries were deeply discredited, thus discrediting the reputation of the local church overall, and people's perspective of Jesus was greatly distorted by the way these leaders handled the people and handled themselves and handled their role as a leader and their responsibility and the requirements of a leader. After watching these, I actually said to Keith, my husband, I said, I think all Christian leaders should be required to watch this Hillsong's documentary. Why? 
because these pitfalls are out there and they're very prominent. And, you know, while we can look at this documentary and say, well, it just happened to them. This is unique. This is unusual. I don't know that it is that horribly unique. I feel like far too many times we see p- people fall in these areas. Acts twenty twenty eight says, pay careful attention to yourselves and to all the flock in which the Holy Spirit has made you overseers to care for the church of God, which he obtained with his own blood. Jesus takes the care of his church very seriously. If you remember after his resurrection and he saw Peter and Peter said, what should I do, Lord? And he said several times, feed my sheep. It matters to Jesus so much. He he gave so much to demonstrate who he was to his people, the church. And if we as leaders are cavalier and do not examine our own hearts and do not face the issues in our lives, I, I'm very concerned about where we'll end up. And, you know, some people can just say, okay, well, you know, God's a forgiver. He's gracious. He's merciful. And of course he is. But I don't want to take lightly that responsibility or my role to police my own life according to the word of God. Matthew 18, 6 says, But whoever causes one of these little ones who believe in me to sin, it would be better for him to have a great millstone fastened around his neck and to be drowned in the depth of the sea. Well, that sounds like a pretty awful thing to happen to you. But he says that would be better than to perhaps the consequences that might be ahead for those who take lightly the care of his little ones. We can't cause those who believe in him and who are in the midst of a church life, like looking to be trained, looking to grow, looking to know Jesus better, and then are just treated in a way that is so out of proper alignment for the way Jesus would want his church to be treated. And oftentimes, why? Because the leader is caught up in their own ideas, their own selfishness, perhaps their own sin, their own choices. And they have forgotten their responsibility because they're too self-focused. There were, again, millions of people involved just in the Hillstone churches. I'm not even referring to the Bill Gothard situation, which was also incredibly concerning and disturbing. As, as I said, apparently these leaders were doing their own thing. That's what the documentary pointed out. They said a lot of them acted like they were doing frat life in college, just drinking, smoking, sexually promiscuous in all kinds of ways, married ones as well. But they were doing their thing, living life as they saw fit, financially doing inappropriate things with church funds, morally, sexually, with their marriage in all kinds of ways. Now, the final outcome of where they end up is unclear, but wow, if only trust and accountability were present within these leadership groups in these ministries. What a different outcome. And a part of me just doesn't get it. Like there had to be someone that would say, whoa, 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 uh, what's going on here? This has to stop. You know, I know obviously Keith and I have 
plenty of our own frailties, but I do remember years ago him telling me stories, oh, what, 25, 30 years ago, of when he was involved in a particular ministry, and he said they would go to a town, a whole big group of them, to represent the Lord and to stand up for even the unborn. And he said sometimes some of those folks would want to go out drinking at night and just carrying on and not representing themselves well as leaders, you know, in a community that they weren't from even. And I remember him telling me that sometimes he would sleep by the door at night so they couldn't get out the door. And I have to appreciate that about him, his willingness to say, oh, no, you don't. We're not going to be a reproach here in this community. We're going we're gonna to represent ourselves like the Lord would want us to, and we're going to be accountable and, you know, it's even our, our local church network now as relational and accountable as we are as a group of churches, we have still seen secret sin in leaders be exposed at times, and great destruction resulted. So I just have to say there's no room for us to overlook, to bypass or make excuses for not facing our frailties. We talked in this series about quite a few reasons why people say, oh, I'm just going to not be concerned with these issues in my life. No matter how awkward, how embarrassing, how humiliating even, we must do it. We have to be honest with God, with the leaders around us, with the appropriate people who will bring the proper results and resolution to bear. We have to stay broken humble, repentant, and vulnerable. You know, they talked a lot about in in this series that I watched about restoration, how much they were quick to restore the leader, no matter what the level of his sin. And sure, restoration is a great thing if possible, if the heart and the posture of that leader is warranting that. But there's much more than that. There are resolutions that need to be done appropriately and properly, and we have to be willing to let that happen. I remember years ago, uh, someone got offended about something that happened, and you know, they were challenged in the ministry that they were doing within a lo- the local church, and I remember how offended they were, and uh, I remember saying to that person, well, even if you feel like maybe you were dealt with a little too strongly, stay the course. Don't just hold on to the offense. Don't speak ill. Don't whatever. Just process through it, and ultimately it will turn out for your good if you keep a humble heart, if you stay vulnerable. And sadly, they they chose not to follow that advice, but that is the right advice. If there are issues in your life or even perhaps you need to sit down out of ministry for a legitimate reason, and you need to go through a, a, a... a season of uh, just resolution and then later on restoration. Be willing to do that. The human condition is just too frail to think that at any given point we've arrived and we don't need this anymore. Proverbs 4.23 says, Watch over your heart with all diligence, for from it springs all life. And I can't help but think if these folks had watched over their heart, if they would have realized, wait, I'm not too big to have these things 
come to bear and to face them and to confess them and to be accountable with them. So may I please encourage you, no matter your place within the body of Christ, stay open, stay humble, stay willing to get help. If your marriage is really problematic, of course, everybody has marriage issues. We've had plenty. But if you're at the point of crisis, and especially if you're a leader in a church or a pastor, get help. Don't just put it under the rug. Don't just ignore it. Get help. If you're the wife, go after it. Get help. Do what you have to do to bring proper integrity and authenticity to what you're doing and to your marriage. Face your frailties, either as a person or as a couple or as a family or as a church, honestly and courageously. When there's something to be dealt with, get help. Get a trustworthy person. Don't think it's not a big deal if it actually is. You know the difference. We know the difference when they are just day-to-day things that we just need to keep growing in or when we're really having an issue in our life that is stubborn and immovable and we're not able to get past it and it's, it's going to create havoc. Like I said, I'm sure these people thought they could get away with things. They probably started a lot smaller, of course, but they grew into horrific failures and sins and frailties. I care about you guys, and I care about the opportunity of influence that God has given to you and to me. Influence is a great privilege. When we have the privilege to be able to influence other people, wow, that's a stewardship that we can't take lightly. So please, may I encourage you, face your frailties. Face the small ones with the Lord or perhaps a friend or your husband, and just pray through them, process through them. The big ones you might have to take to a different level. So just felt the need to follow up with that today and to reiterate a bit on it after having watched those very, very sobering um, documentaries. Again, I, I encourage Christian leaders especially to watch what happened with Hillsong Ministries. There's a four-part series on Prime Video that is incredibly uh, eye-opening and sobering. So thanks for joining me today. Love you all. Thanks for listening to the Flourish podcast. Make sure you subscribe so you don't miss an episode and share it with your friends. For more information about Flourish, our annual conference, or to join our community of women, visit nrpflourish.com. See you next time.